Are you a fan of comic books, fantasy, and or geek culture? Well, you're in luck because my guest today, James Gavsey, is the creator and co-host of the very popular Who Would Win podcast. But that's not all. James is an expert at mixed martial arts, so we will not be wrestling today, not even thumb wrestling. And if James was a Marvel team-up, he would be the physical appearance of Superman teamed up with the evil genius of Lex Luthor. And yes, I know that's not how team-ups work. And yes... I know that both of those characters are DC, not Marvel, but nonetheless, that's the most accurate way I know to describe him right now at the Hall of Justice. It's James Gavsey on Brentfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Brentfast with Brent Pope. Brentfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> my uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> As you just said, you're not a prostitute. What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. Some salsa and some sour cream and some guacamole. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. James, so welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. By the way, love that intro of, uh, you said Superman combined with uh, Lex, Lex Luthor, Luthor, but in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Okay. I like okay. to throw people for a loop. You really James. do. Yeah. You really do. That's, you know, a lot of people uh, you know, know that I'm a geek, especially uh-huh. when it comes to you know, superhero stuff and everything, but do people know how much of a geek you are? Gosh, I don't know. I am, though. I'll own it. I'll watch every Marvel movie. I'll watch every DC movie. Even if the the movies that I've just mentioned aren't even good, I'll still go see them because I'm that into all these things. You know, it's funny. In this day and age, um, people are actually out in the open with their appreciation and love for all things superhero, sci-fi, Star Wars, etc. cetera. Uh, I think for you and I growing up, we couldn't do that. Yeah, not necessarily. There was a certain, I wouldn't say a stigma attached to it, but you had a certain reputation if you were the comic book guy. Yeah. you're Now not, it's almost mainstream. Yeah. If you had that comic book person uh, reputation, you're not dating a lot in high school. <laughs> yeah. It took me a long time before I actually got to kiss a girl, but it was worth it. And, uh, you know, look at me now. Everything look at you well. now, yeah. James. An Adonis. <laughs> Go on. Uh, <laughs> And Adonis, and did you really want to keep going on? No, no, I will. Uh, uh, James, we met when I did your podcast, Who Would Win, and uh, I've since then done your podcast several times. You were magnificent, by the way. Oh, thank you. And for those who don't know, we'll briefly describe, James has a podcast called Who Would Win, where we do a real battle between fictional characters. Correct. From fantasy, could be comic books, could be movies. But let's see, what was the first one I ever did? I'm trying to remember. Oh wow! Nightwing, um, Nightwing versus Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. One so of the things like villains. that. Sometimes you guys go deep. Now we also did a live show in Long Beach, which we'll talk about a little bit later, where <laughs> it was Luke, <laughs> Luke Skywalker versus Spider Man. Now that's, that's right. an epic battle. Now usually I come in as a guest on the show, and so you have you and your host Race Cadiz. You guys are both great at debating. You have your own different styles. So if you're into that culture, like we're saying, this is the podcast for you. You should listen to it, and I'll we'll, we'll get more info about that later. I described you in the opening as as a uh, podcaster, MMA expert. I don't think that really covers it. H- how would you describe yourself? I try to be as much of an entertainer as possible. 
Um, I own, I own a, I, I've been doing mixed martial arts and jujitsu and boxing, kickboxing, all that kind of stuff since uh, way before you know Dana White came into it with the UFC. It used to be called No Holds Barred. And I kind of started that back in Canada and really got into it when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Opened up a place called Max Impact in the uh, west side of L.A. And uh, I, I love the sport, love combat sports, all that kind of good stuff. Um, interestingly enough, I was speaking with some of the instructors and the manager of the facility. And they said, well, what should we do to improve our teaching style? And I said, here's the deal. Um, you want to be an entertainer, first and foremost, when you step on the mat. You want to be a great instructor, second. Right. So a lot of people, when they teach, they're like, well, I want to make sure I teach good techniques and I have the re-. I'm like, that's cool. But if people love coming to the class, they're f- they're having fun, they're entertained while they're learning a whole lot. They're going to come back for more. So whether it's podcasting, uh, dinner parties, uh, teaching any boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, MMA, jujitsu, whatever, I try to be as entertaining as possible. That's that's I think really important what you just said. And it covers a lot of different areas. When you're teaching something, if you make it fun, because I one time when I was getting a master's degree, I did a whole thesis on the benefits of teaching with comedy because it makes people more relaxed. They're more willing to take in information and they're not nervous. They're not worried about things. They're just having fun. So I think what you said is spot on. And that's probably one of the reasons you're so great at at the things that you do. No, you're right. I am so great at many things. No, uh, in all seriousness, there, there, it, it, you kind of caused memory to pop back, back into my head. Um, I, I teach, or I was teaching a, a group of like little, little kids. This is a few months ago. One of the instructors called in sick. I said, you know, I'll step in, whatever. And I taught those little kids the same way I taught the group of um, DEA agents uh, when I did a seminar series back in Atlanta. And that was, I made them have fun. And then I created this uh, cool context. I call it break the school. So I pick an object and I'm like, use these techniques. And if you break it, you win a hundred bucks. Okay. Well, all of a sudden everyone's motivated, right? And that yeah. works for kids. That works for adults. Of course, they don't break it. Second round, I'm like, cool. I added zero. A thousand bucks to the winner. <laughs> Thank God no one's actually ever broken that thing. But wow, does that ever motivate people? So all of a sudden I'm running the class like a game show and just it. But you know what motivates Now, wait people. a minute, James. Okay. Yes. Is this thing actually able to be broken? Or is this like one of those, you know, things at the the, the state fair where, you know, you're, you're, you're ripping the people off, James? It's able to be broken, right? Just nobody's done it yet. Uh, I've been able to break it. Oh, so then there it's you go. Possible. So it's okay. very possible. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Who Would Win show, I've done that show three times now. Uh, Four times if you count our live show, because sure. I usually come in as a judge. Correct. And judge who won the debate. Now, we did do, I, I hate to bring this up, James, but we have to, because it's just our, we have to because it's our show. So we did a live show. You really show. hate it? You really no, hate not it? really. Okay. I love it. Okay. Uh, we did a live show in Long Beach, which was a lot of fun. It I was mean, a great time. Long Beach Comic Con, set up by Lauren Stone. Great judges, great audience, very passionate. And that's one thing I'll say is your audience for that show is so passionate and your mentions will go up so much on the week where you're judging a show. Anyway, that week your co-host, Ray Stacanus, was not able to do the show. Right. So I jumped in as the guest uh, judge. Yeah, well, you were the— you were the, I, I'm sorry. You were one of the debaters. I was by the, the way, debater. By the way, you—I don't know if I ever told you this. You um, weren't the only person who volunteered yeah. to be a debater. But you were the only person that both Ray and I said immediately, that's what we want to use. So all joking aside— So you're saying I was the only one that was good enough, James— <laughs> this way, I, I'd say you were better than good, but oh. you were definitely the person who we knew could 
capture the audience and can be part of the show. You know, the, the reality of the Who Would Win show, we're debating, you know, wh- whether it's Luke Skywalker versus Spider-Man or whomever. The reality is it's not, hey, I'm not necessarily always wanting, I, I want to win, of course, but I want the audience, whether they're, you know, they're live or listening via podcast to be entertained as possible. So when uh, Ray and I both spoke like, okay, Ray, you can't make it. Who do we have to fill in your shoes? We kind of both said your name at the same time. We said, yeah, Brent Pope's the person to do this. So all joking aside, um, you were great. And thank you well, for doing thank it. thank you. And I look, I went in all three shows that I've done. You've won all three times. So I obviously have. I've learned from things that you've done. I had the advantage of that in this I also had the advantage of being able to say, like, well, I'm the underdog, guy. You know what I mean? Sure, I played sure. up all those things, James. Now, I did win a split decision by the judges, so technically I did beat you in the debate. But I, like you said, if I had lost and it had gone the other way, it was such a fun show, and the audience had so much fun and stayed behind and talked to us. It was crazy. We had families of—, of <laughs> I don't want to say families of who embrace geek culture. That's, that's the best way of saying it. But entire families that were coming up to us and, and like yelling out stuff and saying, no, Spider-Man, that wasn't true. And issue number 35, whatever, Spider-Man didn't do that quite that way. And, you know, the Who Would Win show and now the Who Would Win community is all about celebrating everybody who's invested time into their geek passions. So, uh, you know, if we're going to debate Wonder Woman versus, I don't know, uh, Voldemort, for example, um, people will be super happy when we say, hey, yeah, but 1967, Wonder Woman could do X, Y, Z. People love that kind of obscure stuff and and attention to detail. Yeah. I I will say that, you know, you did get the victory. Uh, Some call it a victory, but a lot are calling it charity on on my side, on my case, because I didn't uh, debate hard enough. And I just want to put that to rest. Um, I didn't debate hard enough because I wanted to be charitable towards Brent Pope. So Interesting. You're, you're welcome, Interesting. and uh, you did a great well, job. Well, look, James, I will say in that debate, there were no losers, except for you. You definitely <laughs> lost. I definitely <laughs> lost. I definitely Well, lost. I will say this. Uh, this is something, even you don't know yet, James, because Uh-oh. I'm going to be appearing on, a, on an episode very soon on Who Would Win Again. We're bringing you in for an episode sh- correct. Yeah, very, very soon. So yeah. there's something... That I'm going to announce at that show that you don't even know yet, but it's going to be very exciting. I don't like how you're looking at me right now. No, you should like it's very exciting. Really? Did I <laughs> but you'll have to listen to the Who Would Win podcast that I'm on next to find out what that is. Well, so, when we debate it, well, yeah. Okay, you're, I'm are saying, you for, make the, an I'm saying for the audience, they're going to okay, have to gotcha. go over to your podcast and listen to that to find out what that crazy announcement is. Are, are we still going to be friendly after this announcement? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Really? Sure. <laughs> You're smiling. Your face is saying one thing. Well, but... I, I feel like it'd be more fun. It, it's more fun to make you think like it's going to be something crazy, but it, it's going to be fine. I love it. Okay. Uh, if it wasn't, I would. I would. If it was bad, I would just ambush you with it on the on the podcast. I wouldn't tell you ahead of time. <laughs> Great question. I have just for you. Go for it. Martin Scorsese oh, lately wow. saying that the Marvel movies are not films. How do you respond? Yeah, uh, a lot of. Um... I've never met Martin Scorsese, but and I, I love his you films. Haven't? I have. He's delight. No, right. You've met him a few times. Okay. <laughs> um, here's the here's the reality. Um, films are artistic mediums. Absolutely. Marvel films um, are very artistic. No one can argue with that. But more importantly, it's called show business. And as great as Martin Scorsese's films are, and he's made a lot of money for, you know, his films. Um, a lot of they, accolades, too. A lot of accolades. Yeah. They pale in comparison to the money 
and the overall spectacle of the MCU, Marvel films, even the DC films too. Yeah. And I think what's going on is that because the attention is being really focused on now from all of the legitimate organizations within Hollywood, you know, the um, Oscars and, you know, Golden Globes now really recognizing, because remember about five, six years ago, you never see a Star Wars, Black Panther, uh, or any of those films ever be considered for uh, awards. Now they are. I got to feel like he's feeling either threatened or a little jealous or envious. Yeah, could be. He's just really old school and that's the way he still thinks about it and he hasn't, yeah. What was the first movie, by the way, ever? Wasn't it like a man, The Man in the Moon? I don't where know. Where it was a sci-fi thing, a black and white sci-fi thing where some people on Earth somehow get shot through a rocket to the moon. Hmm. It was sci-fi. That okay. was the very first film ever. Guaranteed he's studied it hundreds of times. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that he made that statement and um, I disagree with it, but I also still like a lot of his movies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, can't, you can't doubt his genius either. Right. Well, we're going to get more into uh, the minutia of your podcast and how you are able to get so many people to follow you on social media and how you approach things like that. Because we have maybe a lot of people listening who are beginning podcasters or maybe they've been doing it for a while and still trying to figure out how to get traction. But first, before we do that, we both had uh, an amazing breakfast at our coffee house, the letter R coffee house in Granada Hills. Uh, I thought first about the place – such great branding. There's just like this giant R, almost like a brand that you would put on cattle back in the day, everywhere. So you remember what the name of the place is. It's not like you leave the place and you're like, what was that place called? Oh, it was R, R Coffee. R Coffee. It was a great place. Uh, we met the owner. Isaiah. Isaiah, who was great. Young um, guy. Young guy, like a 21 or so. And, you know, whenever people say, well, I'm so worried about the future of America, don't be. Because all of a sudden you see you meet people like Isaiah, who was on his... How many, what was his fourth or fifth time having, you know, restaurant? He was about to expand it three units down. I mean, this this person is on it. He's going to be a monster success. As we talked before the show, I'm now kind of trying to get, a, I was a Tyrannosaurus eating everything meat you could think of. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to avoid being that. So I'm looking for more non meat options. And I had, what was that? that the that, breakfast burrito. The breakfast burrito with the soy rizzo. Soy rizzo. Which and, is like chorizo. A lot of times, uh, Kind of it, delicious, but very uh, oily, a lot of fat, uh, yeah. sausage. Yeah, and, and by sausage. the way, I'm a but really— But soy is made out of soy, so it doesn't have all the, the oil in it. Right, though. and I'm a really straightforward type of person, straight through the whole thing. If I don't like something, I'll politely and respectfully say, yeah, not my favorite thing. This was fantastic, though. The That uh, breakfast burrito with the uh, soy rizzo was amazing. Highly recommend it. Yeah, and I think it had, like, scrambled eggs, pico de gallo. It, uh, it looked. I've had that before because I've been there one other time. It really good. I had the breakfast sandwich, which was uh, bacon. I guess I'm not doing as good. As well. I love bacon, James. Uh, uh, fried eggs, arugula, Munster cheese, garlic aioli, and it was on sourdough. Really, really good. Uh, he also Equally brought, healthy. Right. Yes, yes. Clearly. He also brought out a mixed berry waffle for us, which had a bunch of different berries on it. Delicious. I think he gave us both like one of those uh, breakfast crepes. Yeah. With Nutella and strawberries, I believe, or maybe it was. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and here I am trying to eat healthy, and he brings that out, and I'm like, I got no choice. I, I got to eat it's that. It was, it was amazing. You know what? You got to suck it up and just do more sit ups that day. Yes, I did all that what we just said, except not the sit ups. <laughs> so, <laughs> so James, uh, great. Our coffee house. We're both big fans of that place Huge now. Fans. Yep. Uh, Isaiah, 
great owner. Go 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 say hi to him, and uh, I'm sure we'll be back there in the future. I'm definitely going there. Um, if you're there too, that'd be okay. So James, yes, getting back to what we were talking about. Not only is your podcast uh, a fun podcast to work on. You also seem to be able to get a lot of traction. You're a computer guy, right? So you do you do Former a lot of IT analytics? Tell, tell me how you approach getting all the traction on your show. Well, if you can't already tell how weird I am, um, I am really, really. I can tell. You can tell. Thanks. Um, back when I was younger, uh, you know, I was that kid who loved uh, coding. Um, you know, I think I started when I was about uh, 12 or so. Okay. And what I really loved about coding was the uh, analytics, trying to figure out, okay, what's the data saying? As you can tell, as a 12-year-old who's like, hey, I love what data says, clearly I had a ton of friends, <laughs> right? I was invited to all the parties, everything. Um, and what happened was when social media came out, I realized that regardless of the platform, it's just a living, breathing database with um, – you know, uh, mood swings. That's what social media is, regardless if it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And w- even before the podcast, uh, the Who Would Win podcast, I started saying, like, hey, you know, you know what social media can really do? And that's become a uh, distribution platform for any product or service you might have. And we've never, I, I think in about 40 years, we're going to look back and say the two biggest things that happened, you know, our society in the modern age is going to be the, you know, the use and proliferation of the internet. And then social media will be the next thing that we say, yeah, the internet, which we had to have for social media. So that's the next level. Yeah. Internet. And then as a result of the internet later on, social, social media. media. Right. Those are going to be the things that are, that are currently transforming how we buy everything, how we communicate. I mean, it's just... Yeah, that and again, if you you can't tell I'm a nerd and a geek, I'm yeah. right into it. So, if we were talking about some people that are that doing their own podcasts, what are do you have some tips that you could uh, give some people? Quick tips that like how to get better at promoting, creating a brand, getting their show out there. Sure, um, there, there's really no quick and e like quick way to do it, right? Yeah. And my own personal thing is. I've observed that when people go on social media, one thing that the masses love is to be validated. Yeah. So what I started doing was just, you know, making comments on people's posts and saying, yeah, I really agree with that. Or that was really a a great thought. Why did you think that way? So I would validate and then ask them why to get more information from them. And as a result, people were telling me, yeah, we love responding to your post because you make us feel like we're interesting. Mm -hmm. There's also this law of reciprocity that kind of happens on social media, which is if I retweet or share something of yours, there's a better chance you'll do the same thing for me. So I started doing that a lot. And then all of a sudden, people started doing the same thing for me. Now, this took a process of about a year before the really big results came in. But, you know, it, it was a year really, really well spent. You, uh, How long have you been in Los Angeles? I've been in Los Angeles since 2004. 2004. So 15 years mm-hmm. now. You grew up in Canada. So how Ottawa, do you Can- start out in Canada and end up here? What's that? Um, well, here's the deal. Uh, so from Ottawa, Canada, and um, where remember, is that in Canada? For I don't know my in wrestling Canada. terms, that would be called parts unknown. Okay, <laughs> but uh, that's about two hours by car away from Montreal. Gotcha. Yeah, a little bit further, I believe, north. And um, you know, it wasn't it, it be- it's like all joking aside. It's a beautiful city. Great people live there. Huge into winter sports, and you know, uh, if you love that kind of stuff, man, you're in heaven. I'm not that guy. 
right? Not into winter? Not into winter. I never played hockey. I was a football person, like, immediately. And I remember when I was six, um, I'm watching TV with my dad. And it was some show that had, like, the beach and palm trees and just had a scene from, like, L.A. It might have been the A-Team or something like that. I have no idea. And I said to him, Dad, where is that? He's like, oh, that's the United States. I'm like, where? He's like, that's Los Angeles. I'm like, what are those weird trees? Those are palm trees. I'm like, well, how come there's no snow out there, right? Because it's January in Canada. He's like, well, because it doesn't snow out there. And I remember just looking at the TV, looking back at him and saying, then why are we here, right? Like, why in the hell are we here when this magical, wonderful place exists? And from that moment forward, I had this love affair with Los Angeles and the United States. So I moved to uh, Atlanta, Georgia in the late 90s. Had a lot of fun there, uh, part of a great, you know, MMA school and uh, just a great, great time there. But then, you know, L.A. was always the, the deal. And once I got here, man, I am so happy I live in Los Angeles. If, if you've never been to L.A., get out here, check it out. I love this place. So you you have fond memories of living in Canada, but now that you moved here, you feel like you've put in your time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's, I had to do a really clever. bad Canadian poutine. <laughs> Can I tell you what's funny about poutine? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you want to describe poutine or shall yeah, I? Well, as far as I – it's like French fries. Right. Right, with gravy on it. Yeah. That's kind of – Keep going. And cheese? That's right. It's okay. supposed to be cheese curds. Okay. Okay. And the right time to eat this is when you're leaving um, a club at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, in Quebec somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's really cold outside. That's when you're supposed to enjoy this food. So all of a sudden, I'm hearing from my friends, oh, there's this great French restaurant in Beverly Hills, and they're serving poutine. And I'm like, what? How, how do you? And I said, okay, so I used to pay about a buck fifty for this, you know, somewhere. How, how much, you know, $20, $30, $40 for French fries, gravy, and some melted cheese. Bravo. <laughs> well, if you can get people to pay that for that. Absolutely. Good, good, uh, good on you. I love right? it. I love it. <laughs> so, James, I want to ask you this. Feel free. In the future, yeah, I definitely know this is happening. Sure. There's going to be a movie called "The James Gavsey Story." Count on it. Who will play James Gavsey in that film? Oh, such a great question. Well, um, I'm assuming this uh, mega blockbuster with at least a 500 million dollar budget. Um, not including marketing costs, would unlimited prob- budget. Chance. Unlimited budget would have me at different stages of my life. So mm, I think the I like only that. the only actor who can portray me as young James would have to be uh, someone with a range of like you know Meryl Streep. Yeah, absolutely. Clearly. I think she could pull it off. Oh, definitely. Uh, I then think we need to kind of go a little bit forward and have Vin Diesel play me when I'm like a teenager because that's when I think he and I weighed about the same. So, yeah. The things I'm going to do for my country. That guy? Vin yeah, except he yeah. might say something a little bit different. Like, yeah. you know, Mom, why do I got to go to Hebrew school? You know, there like you that go. kind of, you know, whatever, whatever it is. That's I a shout pay, out. I would pay to see Vin Diesel talk about Hebrew school. <laughs> that's a shout out to my old uh, Hebrew school teacher, Mrs. Finkelbaum. Nice. Yeah, she was like a bear. You didn't think someone that big could yeah. move that fast, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. Did you on. enjoy Hebrew school? No. No? <laughs> no. How no. long did you go to Hebrew school? Uh, it felt like a thousand years, but I believe it was six or seven. Is that I, I'm fairly ignorant about this. Is that something you would go to leading up to bar mitzvah and then Correct. you're done? Well, they, they kind of want you to continue. I grew up in an Orthodox synagogue. Okay. Or going to one, I should say. Yeah. 
And uh, my running joke now is that I'm Jew-ish. And that's not my joke, by the way, that someone else kind of came up with. But the, the reality is you'd go up until maybe grade six or seven. Then you'd have your bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, what have you. And that was your, your party for liberation, so to speak. But, of course, the rabbi in the synagogue would like, hey, but if you continue. And I just never felt that sales pitch was really strong enough for yeah. me to continue and keep going. So, yeah. Um, I want to go back to the whole marketing thing for one second because I think one of the things you came up with that's really strong is you have your patented question of the day. Mm. So you'll ask a question every day, and then you'll get a lot of responses because it's a very interesting question. Right. So if you were to brainstorm for me, sure, uh, I'm going to get free advice from James Gapsy right now. <laughs> is this what this whole show was about? Yes. Is this what yes. it's led, led just, to this moment? Like, okay. I just had it marked at 25. Okay, we've been doing it for 25 minutes. Now I can ask James for a pair. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Fantastic. No. Uh, so... Could you foresee something uh, for this podcast? What would be like my version of the question of the day? Not a question of the day, but what's something you think I could do that would just brainstorm it, you know? Well, okay. So uh, we're going to see the genius of James at work right here. Sure. If not, I'll cut it. Okay. So, (laughs) oh, yeah. Right. Here we go. Okay. So I've had a few conversations with different people who um, have needed some help with branded, I call it branded content. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's not me, other people. A higher pay grade calls it also branded content. Um, what I like to do is say, okay, create a post on a social media platform, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, um, that uh, brands whatever it is you're trying to get attention to and make it a weekly thing, not every day, but a weekly thing, and really kind of say, first of all, what is it that I want to be known for? Mm-hmm. And then let me ask an engaging question that's not a yes or no. Yeah, I want a what would you do question. if very open ended. Yeah, so for the Brentfist podcast, I've actually thought about this. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, you know, you could ask like instead of like a question of the day, you could say, you know, and you can make it about yourself too. You said, hey, I've got five different places I can go for you know breakfast today in L.A., um, but I have this to do today, this, this, and this. What are my best options? How do I do this to accomplish mm. whatever it is? So that way you get people talking about Los Angeles. They're talking about you. They're saying, well, what do you have to do today? Or why are you doing this? So all these different responses will come in, and that's what creates the engagement. See, see for you, those of you listening, this is why James is the best at what he does. Thank that was you. great. That's a great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to incorporate that. Definitely. Yeah. Can I add one last thing? Sure. Okay. So when people answer, this is where most what I see, a, not most, a lot of people do incorrectly. They let people answer, and then they stop the conversation. So engagement continues past the first question or the first yeah. response. Well, so when someone says, well, I'd suggest you go to, you know, um, Spago, right, for, yeah. for lunch today. And you'd be like, Spago, that's interesting. That's a really, you know, beautiful, fancy place. Why do you think I, of all people, should go to Spago? Should I network? That? Like, yeah. give them another open-ended question, yeah. and then they'll just keep going. Then people will jump on that as well. Great. That's that's see, this is why I gave you the Lex Luthor tag also. Mm. Evil genius, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> James, it's uh always so fun to hang out with you. Uh it's different having me being the lead uh, it really is. And, and yeah, it's 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 different, but it's still very fun, I think. Uh and we're gonna definitely go have more breakfast because we're both trying to cut down on meat if we can. If we can. You're doing much better than I am. <laughs> sure. Thanks. If you would like to uh, get more Brentfest content, such as bonus episodes, show promos, TV and film appearances, and other public events, as well as pics of James Gapsey and I having breakfast at 
our coffee house. There are several places you can go. You can go to the Breakfast page on Instagram at Breakfast Podcast. You can go to my personal Instagram and Twitter accounts at Scoops Pope. You can also go to my actor page on Facebook. The show itself is available now on Apple Podcasts, slash iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and through my website, BrentPope.com. If you enjoy the show, there's a new one every two weeks, so please subscribe, leave us a review, give us a like, share it around. It's all very much appreciated. James Gassy, what is next for you, and where can we find you on social media? Uh, we're going to be continuing with the Who Would Win podcast, promoting the heck out of that. Um, we're going to be doing some live shows, which uh, we'll talk to you about cool. off air. Yeah, because we'd love to definitely have you I'll involved. do it even if I'm not you know, one of the, the hosts. I'll come in and judge or whatever. I'll, I'm just a fan of the show. And uh, like okay, you said, just... I've been revealed as a big nerd today, James, so fine. I might as well just do as much of it as I can. Welcome to the club. Thank you. That's right. But you know what? Look, in all seriousness, when people look at you and I and they say, okay, wow, they find out we're geeks or nerds. The thing about you and I is that we can also fight. Yeah. Right? And I'm not that we like to, right. but if we had to. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. that's kind of different. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's... <laughs> um, and so we've got the live shows. We've got the podcast, of course. Uh, just go to iTunes. Uh, go to uh, look up Who Would Win. Go to our website, whowouldwinshow.com. You could uh, find me on Twitter, at James Gabsey. Um, also on Instagram, at James Gabsey. And you can look up the Who Would Win Show Facebook group where we're actually going to be doing a lot of our cool stuff. In fact, when people always suggest where do we – or ask where can we suggest matchups, the best place to do it is on our Who Would Win Facebook group. Okay. Right? This is more of that social yeah. media kind of marketing. Uh, sure, we love it on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere else we're at, but definitely it's the Facebook group Excellent. where uh, we can take it and just run with it and let people jump on board. James Gavsey, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in, sharing your wisdom, and uh, for having Brentsis with me, both of those things. And uh, we're going to do it all again real soon. I love it. Thanks for having me. Sure. And with that, that will put another scintillating episode of Breakfast into the old to-go bag. See ya. See ya.